G'day and welcome back to episode 26 of So Rare Grind. I'm Afrikiwi, as always, better known as Joel. Uh, and this week we've got Jack Black. Uh, I mean, Jack back. Not, not, not Jack Black. That would be a bit more exciting. But we've got Jack back. Jack, how are you going? <laughs> oh, fabulous, mate. Dude, what a way to come back to the podcast. Jack Black. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm that overweight or musically talented joel uh, unfortunately all funny all funny oh, oh that's a low blow right there that's a pretty easy shot there yeah <laughs> definitely no, not mate, that overweight I'm, yeah I'm, i was gonna say i'm well good that's good been like sunning up on a beach somewhere or yeah uh yeah let's just say i've been doing that the past like two three weeks we'll say we'll go with that one nice nice oh we're we're, we're all jealous of you, Jack. Mm. Um, before, I mean, before, oh no, sorry. Well, I, I just got inspired by uh, you going to New Caledonia that time, and I was just like, "All right, uh, Joel's doing it. I've got to do it as well." I guess you know. Yeah. So that's where you've been, New Caledonia. Yeah, let's go with that. Something oh, like that. Nice, nice. I didn't didn't realize um, New Caledonia was a place in up north in New Zealand. <laughs> so um, before we dive into this week's podcast. Uh, got to give a bit of a plug to our Patreon um, site, I guess you'd call it, Patreon link. Uh, so you can support us and get access to some great uh, stuff that we put out weekly on patreon.com slash soregrind. That is patreon.com slash soregrind. Uh, there'll be a link to that in the, uh, in the bio below. But um, we are posting uh, data, ranking most teams that are covered in SoRare, increasing coverage every week, uh, covering goals for, goals against, uh, that's expected goals for and against, that is, uh, favorably of the matchup that each team has, so like their opponent rank and the differential in rank between the teams. Uh, it's across the coming game week, uh, the upcoming three and upcoming five game weeks so that you can um, really see some of those opportunities to pick up players before they you know, go on that big run of form. Uh, some ideas for specialist under 40 for the game week. Uh, and best thing, Jack, it is available at the start of the game week early, well before we're putting the pot out. So, you know, you can get in ahead of everyone else. Does that sound good to you, Jack? It sounds fabulous, honestly. That sounds pretty good to me as well. And you'd think that normally something like that, that'd be like 30, 40 bucks a month, right? Well, today... As a no, every day actually, as <laughs> uh, a super low special price, five bucks US a month. So get amongst that. Um, there's some really good content in there, and we are very happy to hear from our patrons as to uh, anything else to add um, by way of coverage and the data that is helpful to them. But it's been actually a lot of fun putting that together. Um, yeah. So, sorry, Jack. About to say something? I think I was just heavy breathing, mate. I've been putting on a bit of weight, haven't done too much cardio, so I think that might be just me heavy breathing. Sorry, bro. I thought you I thought you just said that you weren't like you know, overweight. Uh no, it's it's good weight. It's good weight, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah, good weight. <laughs> so um Jack diving into the world of so rare. Uh, what has your like salary performance been like over the last couple of weeks? Well, we did have an interesting result recently. I got a high score on so rare for, for me personally. I don't think I've ever achieved a high score. I don't think 
I've been, I'm not too sure if I officially have had a 400 pointer, but I've been very close to there thereabouts. But I know officially, I think today mm-hmm. in my subway journey, my uh, global all-star limited team got 404 points. So a little high score. And I think, nice. you know, that, that entails a pretty decent reward generally. And I got a mm-hmm. Macedonian goalkeeper that plays mm-hmm. in La Liga. And I've never heard of him. That wouldn't but, be uh, Stoli Dmitrievsky, would it? Mate, I think I, I, maybe I need to get more into this data stuff. And so I guess it. Play. Oh, Damn. You're onto it, bro. You're absolutely onto it. It's, it's, like, just, yeah. it's like you've been through my roster or something. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's, like, it's like, <laughs> like you've talked to me about it already off pod. Yeah, man. Well, anyway, yeah, you got to bang on the money. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't know a thing about him. Um, other well, he's, than he's got, you like know, he's Macedonian. And, yeah, he's Macedonian too. Yeah. And yeah, he's got he's got a floor of sixty bucks. So I'm not too sure. I, I'm probably going to flick him on um, because I don't really intend on having a champion Europe team or a Macedonian team or anything along those lines anytime soon because I'm so uh, focused on Asia. That's that's really all I had knowledge in. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that was one of my res- results, the four hundred four pointer. Other than that, past couple of weeks, probably nothing to uh, discuss or worthy of discussing. I personally uh, had a pretty massive frustration last weekend. Uh, let's just say the about forty percent, two fifths of my. Also, rear team was exceptional, and the other three might as well just quit their jobs and go and I don't know, do something else. Maybe that maybe maybe they could um, sign up for for working for Uber Jack, and um, you could give them like a referral link or something. <laughs> uh, because uh, Park Ju Ho, you know, he's thirty three. He's well, actually, I think he's older than that. I think he's thirty five. He's getting on. He he's going to need another another job. <laughs> um, and he's, I mean, they do go for many years in K League, but uh, you know, he's probably not got too many more years in him. Yeah. Um, but Higashiguchi, mate, a ninety-eight point five. That guy is an absolute star on that Gamba Osaka team. Um, Nakagawa, two assists off the bench. That guy is an assist machine. Um, assists and penalties. I think, if you, yeah, if you're counting penalties as assists, I think he's second or third overall in the league this season for assist and um that's with playing like at half the minutes um possible he comes off the bench so much I mean, two assists off the bench for a solid 73.2 so i'm sitting there um saturday evening new zealand time of course we're ahead of the rest of the world pretty much and uh you know 183 points two of my five all-star rear guys gone i'm like oh come on Come on, yeah. This is this is this is a rare card. This could be the one. This could be the one. This could be the one that was on. And then I get home, and uh, I'm looking at the Sochi lineup. Nikita Burmistrov, out of the squad, injured. <sighs> Turns out he actually got injured midweek in some cup game. Um, play sharper aren't very sharp. They're about as sharp as a blooming piece of lead. Piece <laughs> of I mean, rock. <laughs> the river stone um, um, mate they are not particularly sharp because uh, they obviously didn't pick up on it he had a 90% for him to start looked at that oh yeah okay he's going to start supposedly a good matchup against Orenberg well they lost 4-1 like absolute frauds he was my captain 
so big fat zero for my captain. And then uh, Park Juho put up a pathetic 30. And uh, Benedict Salah, from not the wrong type of Salah, um, doesn't take after his namesake. It's spelled slightly different. So he's obviously a bit of a fraud. Uh, got a 17 off the bench. And so I didn't even get a 250-point threshold after starting with 183 points from two guys. So let's just say I was a little bit mad about that one. Mm. Uh, and then I got a pathetic tier three specialist. I scraped by 0. 0.01, uh, 0.16 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a 1,500 rewards given out. I finished 1,493rd for a... Um, oh, what's that old guy who plays for... Um, as a Sam Fritcher Hiroshima. It's like a center mid. Mm, Akuna? Uh, no, 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 no. He, he would, he'd be all right. Um, uh, what is his name? Um, so this, that's how much I care about that reward. I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually giving it away. <laughs> that's, that's, I should just check Twitter. Currently giving I think it was um, Fujita. I'm looking at your um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. rewards now from Second Tosu. Oh, not... Second Tosu, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting mixed up with, Kish- with Yoshi, Fumi, Kishiwa. Yeah, it's all good, dude. I got your back, man. Yeah, I got, got my back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Fujita's not going to be coming back. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> I don't even know if he'll play another season. Anyway, enough enough moping. That was that. Was that uh, shambles of a game week. Midweek, um, actually, the underdog team turned up. Motherwell, Blumen, absolutely spanked Ross County. Um, 5-0 away from home. Kevin Van Veen, hat-trick. Guy's got zero AA game, but anyway, at least he got three goals. 83.4 points. And uh rest of the guys averaged a sort of low 60s, high 50s, so... 7.21 points off a tier one and 37.3 off a star. Kind of, you know, it's just like uh, so close, but anyway, so far. But tier two coming home from that one. So see, see who that is. Hopefully not some Asia reject who's just about to go to almost zero in value. Probably give me blooming someone that's about to retire. Okay. Uh, they'll, they'll park too young. In tier tier two or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, I should be grateful, Jack. It's something I've actually tried to 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 frame my thinking around more is actually just to be a bit more grateful, then mm. get to enjoy this fun game, frustrations and all. Um. Anyway, but we look ahead because uh, there's no point looking to the past, other than. All the time I spent looking to the past to try and figure out data to guide me on the, the future. But uh, we look at the future and uh, game week, was it three? When, what game we got? 312? 312. Um, Jack, what is a lineup that you are excited about? Mm-hmm. Well, I've got 11 teams. Uh, I'm optimistic for threshold. Uh, but one team I'm excited about. I want. I'm curious if the All Star lads can repay the faith. I mean, they they got me 404 points last. Um, mm. You know, big game week in 310. So I, I've I've stuck with the defense and and the same goalkeeper. I've got Kim Young Gwon and Joe Hyun Woo from Ulsan. Hopefully they can win the derby game and keep a clean sheet. 
And then I've got Lee Yong, who clutched up and got an, uh, got an assist and last got a goal in the last last game, both the Suwon boys. And I've swapped out... Who have I swapped out? Uh, Choi Young Jun, because apparently I think he's suspended. Mm-hmm. Am I right in saying that, Joel, from mm-hmm. Yeju? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's suspended. And I've, I've chucked an inform Lucas Fernandez from Contadola. He's a pretty favorable fixture. So I think that's a pretty exciting team. Hopefully they can be my uh, previous... Well, current, not previous, current high score of 404 points. Nice. For a total team. I think that would be pretty pretty hype. How about you, Joel? What team are you looking forward to most? Yeah, that's a tough one, actually, because there's a number I'm looking forward to. But I think because it's a new competition, the second division Europe, there's only 1,548 people competing in it. And there's 240 prizes being given away, which is quite a good ratio. Um, not a huge amount of star limiters, unfortunately, but, you know. Ends the breaks. Um, but yeah, because it's mostly guys that have only just recently bought. Um, and we've got a bit of an old an old man's team, really. So I've got the sprightly Ruben Castro up front at 41, starting striker for Malaga. Uh, Pablo Di Blasi, who is a pretty solid midfielder for Cartagena. Uh, he's, I think, 33, if I'm ahead. Um, and then in defence... Julian Falsurier, I'm assuming is roughly how you pronounce his name. I think he's about 35, plays as a fullback for Socho. So, mate, I've got a team of James Milner's, but unlike James Milner, they actually score good points in Syria. So, yeah, go go the oldies. And then they're joined by two uh, imposter oldies who are just late 20s. And uh, Aaron Escandel, who's the keeper for uh, Cartagena. Uh, and then... So doubling up my Cartagena exposure. I like that, like the team name. Do you like the team name, Jack? Cartagena. Colombian, right? Cut No. Is it not? I feel like there's a there's a place in Colombia called There could Cartagena. be. Is it not? There, there, there could be. I'm just I'm I'm gonna jump on Google as we speak. Cartagena. I feel like it rings a bell. I think there are a, a You're right, few actually. Beautiful... It, it is a city in Colombia. Well done. And there are a few beautiful ladies from that place. I, oh, really? I oh, is that why you're not? <laughs> no, the no I'm out. just very geographically educated, but that, oh, that's okay. just something I'm aware of, you know. So right. Well, no, this is this is the this is the Spanish Cartagena because uh, it's second division Europe, and you mm. probably not get any Colombian teams in second division Europe, given it's Europe. Yeah, so that did throw me off a little bit. So, are there any good-looking ladies in that team, or? Uh, they might have some good-looking ladies. I haven't had a look, to be honest, at the wives and girlfriends. But uh, I I don't know. I mean, Ruben Castro, that 41-year-old guy, he's a bit of a silver fox. You put a wig on him <laughs> and give him a shave. He needs a shave, that's for sure. But uh, skin-wise, skin Musa Dumbia, my last player on that team, he's he looks like he's got the better skin of the five of them, just based on the nice sort of glow he's got in his photo from his last year's card. But, He's also at Socho, so let's go, let's go Socho and Cartagena. Maybe, maybe the Cartagena ladies from Colombia will be cheering them on, and they'll do really well. It's something I did not expect to discuss on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyway, enough about that. Let's let's jump onto the discussion topic for this week, which is something I've been contemplating this week, Jack, in the midst of. All of this nonsense of not enough rewards and you know 
level of competition and frankly just being frustrated with seeing some regular winners of rewards constantly post them on Twitter, a huge super rares and rares and whatever. Um, but the discussion topic is, is the best way to win at so rare to not play SO5? Mm, mate, honestly, it's such a good question. And yeah, I think it, it very much depends. And I know that's probably not like the, the best way of answering, but I, I think mm. it's my, my personal situation, right? Okay. So yeah. let's, let's take me. I've recently missed a game week playing so rare. I haven't been playing it actively. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it somewhat it requires quite a bit of admin at times. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're having mm-hmm. to play it, you know, two, three times a week, probably committing a, maybe a couple of hours if you want to have a really decent chance of winning rewards. Mm-hmm. And I also think it depends also, you know, how much money you're prepared to contribute to so rare too, right? Mm-hmm. I think those are the two big things, how much time and how much money you're, you're contributing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you fall into the category of maybe, um, you know, not having a lot of time, then probably not participating in this five is the best thing. But, you know, if you're somebody that has the money and time, it could definitely be worthwhile and a good return on investment. So um, I think it just kind of comes down to those two things. I think for me personally, I don't really want to dedicate five plus hours and then maybe that's the threshold in order, mm-hmm. you know, to dictate whether or not SO5 is, is worth playing. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of considering changing my approach because I definitely know, like recently I've been pr- pretty well, I haven't dedicated that much time and I don't know if I will for the foreseeable future, like five plus hours per week towards it. Um, so that's how I'm, I, I kind of think about it after my experience playing so rare thus far and what is, what is the best thing? Because how, yeah. how do you see it, Joel? Yeah, well, again, like, I, as much as I boo, you're sort of like politicians out, so I'm probably going to give the same sort of answer, to be honest. Um, and I think just in your case, because you mostly play Asia, almost exclusively Mm -hmm. and we're just about to not have asia um talk about the a-league in a moment um but yeah i think um given yeah given you're basically just focused asia well you're not really gonna have a lot to do anyway so you know now's the sort of time you kind of just pick up cards to hold for the new season and and potentially it's like a a break a holiday from soria i know you know if you're doing like every week it's you know it's, it's a commitment and it is taxing and tiring, especially it's frustrating if you know you're like really feeling good about your lineups, you put a lot of work into them, and the weekend comes and you get like DNPs and you know it, it like it hits you harder every hour that you spend, you know, thinking about your lineup, building up um, a team, you know, planning ahead for fixtures, and you know things just don't go the way that they're expected to. Um, of course, there's gonna be some things that don't go the way you expect them to, but if like you know if you're not winning rewards and then it's it's very easy to be frustrated and discouraged. Um, and potentially in thinking about this topic, there's been an element of that. Like, you know, it's been a while. I mean, I've been getting a lot of thresholds, which is which is really good and it's it's very helpful. Um, but you know, it's definitely um frustrating and discouraging, you know, when you've gone for a bit of a stretch without like winning a, a solid reward. Um I think in terms of um w- whether it's like which route is better to go. Um, again, it depends on your motives for it, right? Like I think quite honestly, a lot of people don't aren't prepared to admit that they're playing so rare to make a profit. And I think, let's be honest, probably like 99.9% of people that play it care about making a profit from it. Um, 
the exceptions might be those that have very little in the game and they're just maybe playing common or casual or they've got lots of money and so they don't really care about losing a bit and just having a bit of fun, you know, or they're a huge whale and well, essentially they've got lots of money and so they kind of don't care too much if they lose a bit of value in their team and they're having a bit of fun. Um, but I'd say, yeah, that's probably the extreme. You're probably not getting many people like that. Um, and so, you know, part of the reason anyone plays it at all is because it's fun. You know, it's fun to have their connection with the team to, you know, root for players from random ass teams that you've never heard of before. <laughs> you know, they've been launched on Syria um, because there's a couple of guys in there that are big fish in their small little pond somewhere. Um, and it's just like fun to have other teams to root for, um, particular players to root for. And if you're covering lots of leagues, there's like games on all the time. So there's like always, you know, a game to catch really that um, has some sort of meaning to it. But yeah, it's, it's really got to depend on someone's willingness to commit time to it, their resource to commit time to it. Um, and the, and the fact that like a strategy of like trading, which a lot of people do even like exists or works is because the SO5 side of the game exists, right? Like if, um, if you had no, um, SO5, like those cards are pretty much going to be near worthless. Um, right. Like, I mean, people aren't just going to buy them just for the sake of of having them. Like the 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 core, the crux of of so rare is is the comp- the competition element of it. Um, I mean, I don't personally care whether my guy's got a beautiful photo or an ugly photo, or he's tall in his card, or his you know what background the card has. Have you have you ever once like really taken notice of like because you know they. Did like the whole oh is you know unique backgrounds for the limited cards and rare cards and whatnot and I mean they're kind of nice but have you ever like gone oh I want to buy that guy instead of that that card instead of the other one because of the background like <laughs> I, I, I doubt anyone's actually done that maybe I think maybe if, maybe if they're like price. identical price yeah yeah identical price like a... and XP yeah yeah that that might be the exception yeah I mean yeah uh, and the uh, personally having benefited from like buying young players under 23 players or under 23 goal under 23 goalkeepers and then holding and selling when they start playing i mean that is probably one of the particular strategies that i think um is probably not like a foolproof way to play the game but it's a pretty effective way to play the game um depending on what you're buying them for. I mean, have you ever considered just like going, all right, I'm selling up a decent chunk of my gallery and just like, I'm going to pick up like a whole bunch of like under 23 players or, you know, under 23 goalkeepers that aren't playing yet. I, I think I've considered, I feel like probably most like active players of so rare have probably considered it too, but it's just ultimately so boring because if you have like just a, you know, um, gallery of under 23 goalkeepers, you can't play SO5 at all. So, and I mean, it's probably so incredibly boring and mundane to do that. But then again, mm. it could be the most probable outcome, to be fair, if, you, if you're if you doing it right. And I did say before, you know, it really 
depends on also your time and money. But I think another thing as well to consider is like, how good are you at SO5? Because some people are actually like, they have the rosters and, you know, they get the scores capable, but they're just like not putting the right teams together or not getting the right combinations. Mm-hmm. So I think that also is actually a interesting point too. Because, um, you know, I think you and I, Joe, maybe we've had a bit more success probably in SO5, maybe with people with similar gallery sizes to us. But I think it's because we, you know, spend more time on it and, um, you know, we have a good understanding of like, you know, just because this dude's, you know, $5, you know, and, or whatever, or some, some sort of cheap um, price, you know, we know what players are, you know, very capable and stuff. We've done that research. So I think it also comes down to that too. You know, how good are you at so five? Totally. Yeah. And I mean, that's again, back to Asia with um, there being a lot of cheap, decent Asia players, um, throughout the season um obviously coming to the end now so it's not not as good but yeah when you're able to you know get guys that you're paying like 0.01 for the sort of guy that's going for like 0.03 for a european team uh it just does make that ability to compete that much that much easier i think um yeah um i mean yes you could just go like sell out the whole gallery and and buy like all under 23 keepers. But don't you think that there'd be some merit to going, right, I'm just going to like buy up 10, 15, 20, however much the budget allows goalkeepers and just have that alongside a fewer number of teams. Sorry, what was that, Joel? You... So like, have you ever considered going, all right, you know, I'm just going to buy up like 10, 15 under 23 goalkeepers and I'll only play like a couple of teams rather than having like 14 teams and just go, you know what, um, I'm going to just have like some guys that I just buy and hold and sit on and then I'm going to have like only a few teams that I play with my budget. Yeah, I think it's something I might adopt and maybe give it a little bit more more thought um, during the off season. I might need to dedicate like a little bit of time um, to it. But what I will say and what I had another thought of as well um, is that maybe f- for like say newer players that are maybe not unfamiliar mm-hmm. or have done their research, maybe that would be a good strategy to implement. Like they can have that kind of low risk, um, you know, strategy of not playing so or having the under twenty three goalkeepers because they're the kind of, um, I guess I don't know assets or that probably a lower risk in relation to like you know outfield players, right? Um, being young and all and having that utility. Um, but yeah, in terms of like you know, having like a large majority of under 23 goalkeepers and then some players to use an SO5 could be something I personally consider or implement. Yeah. How about you, Joel? I think, yeah, I mean, definitely it's, it's something I've considered. The thing that often gets frustrating is like, you know, you have your players that you want to use in SO5 and you're entering your lineups each week and then you like have this flood of like essentially useless cards that, you know, you're kind of just holding on to because they're like young players and, you know, they're getting DMPs. And you you do just get absolutely sick of seeing their faces and just go, I can't use that guy. Have you had that? Like, I definitely have that with some of some of my guys. Um, I think there was some, like, young Turkish forward that I bought, like, right at the start of the year when I was just kind of, like, applying a, a strategy of just solely buying under-23 players and kind of like not really caring whether they were playing or not and just going, all right, I'm just going to sit on these guys. And um, yeah, I've still got some of them. Um, 
I forget their names. Oh yeah, Bahattan Demican. He's not even. I think he's. I don't even know what's happened. They've moved to some some other team, whatever. Um, another one, Cameron Dunbar, some US striker. Uh, and there's like a few Asia players that must have been loaned out because they've got the red X, beautiful red X. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've thought about it, but I think for me, I personally enjoy the fun of Syria, having lots of lineups and having lots of opportunities to win, having lots of players to root for, you know, thinking about putting the teams together. I guess, you know, at the moment, I have a little bit more time to kind of be able to do that. But, you know, it's certainly something that's crossed my mind about going, all right, it's from way trim down the limiteds and just kind of focus mostly on like three rare teams and put out like three decent rare teams. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I feel like, you know, it's, there's that concentration risk. You know, if you've got a smaller number of players, then, you know, one or two injuries are much more of an impact and it's much harder often to like, you know, line up players together for like a really good game week or run of game weeks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, it's something I've considered doing a bit more, but and then, then you know, it's just putting them in the training lineups every week because if you, you know, if you do buy them, you probably want to be putting them to training every week so that they're, you know, keeping up in XP um, because, you know, when they start, whatever t- you know, whatever team they end up starting for, whether it's the team they're at or another team, you know, you're then uh, coming up against other people that have, you know, under 23, those same keepers that they've been putting to training every week. <clears throat> and that must be the most boring thing if you're just like logging into Syria twice a week, just stick your Dude. DNP young keepers in a, in a It's a terrible with... experience. I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. hate training. It's so yeah. annoying, especially with... It is painful. Like, 100 plus limited it's it's terrible i just wish there was a more efficient way of doing it man do you think that yeah yeah i'll totally like there should be just like a like a list view or something yeah just like just mass select all all the plays you're not using just put them in yeah there should be yeah yeah absolutely just like almost like a drop and drag kind of thing like i've got i've got 46 training lineups um and it was just so painful because like it will only have it's going to take you 20 minutes like it's it's gonna take you twenty minutes, pretty much. Like thirty seconds per team, it's pretty much. It's just like, oh. and um, yeah, it's too much admin. Too it, much admin. It is a lot of admin. It is a lot of admin. But I mean, it's because you know, there's a lot of players that I've been picking up because they're about to have a good run of games, and I'm picking them up just for the, the purpose of essentially selling them off once they've had that run. Um, yeah. Um. The, the other other side of it too is with it getting harder and harder to win rewards. Uh, you know, I've certainly observed that. Um, just looking at casual, we've got like almost 25 people short of 100,000 people in casual this week. Um, you know, it's, it is getting harder and harder to win rewards. It's more competitive in each division. Um you know, people saying, so I need to give out more awards. That's a whole, a whole nother conversation and a pretty lengthy one. Um, but, you know, it does um, that difficulty make some people just go, all right, 
you know what stuff I'm going to sell up pretty much the gallery and I'm just going to buy under 23 players and you know maybe play casual just to kind of get some sort of fun side of the game and yeah and I guess it I guess it depends what um what your motivation is for playing right mm. yeah so many variables and things to consider I guess yeah I think you, you definitely second guess yourself a lot playing so rare as well. And yeah, it's interesting you say that it, like earlier, a couple months ago, you were saying, you know, what, what your current currently is, Joe, I think you said you have like 260 something limiteds. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you could take the alternative approach, which is like a pretty drastic alternative approach and just have like three rare teams. Like you just like, yeah, or you have like under 23 goalkeepers or you get injured players or like, you know, all these different things. It's just like a nightmare because you know like and then you might see like these traders that are specifically trading and like mm-hmm. you don't really know who to follow or who's done it because i think you know people have a little bit of success here but then they also fail here and you know it's, it's hard because so we're so new as well you don't really know who to like um follow who's doing really good or like who to look look up to generally like i can't really think of an example that's had like crazy success recently anyway. And when I say recently, maybe within the past year or so with a relatively small gallery that we know to follow, you know, so it's, it's difficult. Mm. I think um, it's the sort of game where you could very easily get pulled in a lot of directions. Like, cause there's a lot of opinions on what's the best way to play. Is it to play limiteds? Is it go straight to rear? Is it to have a big gallery? Is it have a small gallery? Is it to stack you know, just one particular team? Is it to focus to under 23s? Is it to focus to a particular region? Is it to focus to specialist, to underdogs? Is it to focus to trading or have an element of trading and how you play? And it's like, it's, it's, it just all the time makes me think of that, that meme, you know, the guy looking at the, the, the other girl with that, you know, that look, he's like quite interested. You know, yeah, yeah. Man yeah. And I just feel like that's just so much the case. Like, so really like, Oh, I've got this guy, but oh, oh, that guy, that guy looks good. Uh, I like his scores. Oh, he could be great. And then because it's so easy, obviously, it's so much easier to buy a card than it's to sell a card. Um, you know, it's just so easy to like, you know, get that creep. Another card, another card, another card. Until you're like, you know, oh yes, I've you know always got great options this week. Um, and I think. I feel like if I was to sell my gallery down to just being like small amount of limiteds, it would just be so easy to, again, like have that where, you know, I'll just buy a couple more, like, you know, I've got, say I've got, you know, 10, 10 limited cards. Um, and, you know, like seven of them are great matchups. And so like, oh, I could go out there and get another three that also have really good matchups so that I've got two like really good lineups to win a reward, you know? And then it's mm-hmm. like, I've got 13 cards. Next week it's like, oh, all these guys have reasonable matchups. I could just go out and get another, get another two guys. So I've got a third lineup there and, you know, increase my chances of winning. And then, you know, so on and so forth. And it just, the, the expansion kind of happens all over again. Um, I think it's got to be a point where you apply a level of discipline to your your strategy to how you're playing the game. You're like, nah, I don't care what other people are doing. I'm actually just going to not even look at Twitter. I'm just going to go, I don't care about people winning stuff. Unfollow those people. 
because that doesn't help the mindset, it just distracts. Um, and I'm just going to plug away doing my thing and get really good at, at my style. Um, I think we're probably going to see more of that. So with that in mind, for you, Jack, mm. where where do you see your strategy as heading? Like, So what do you see for you as the best way to win at Surya? I think I'm going to continue focusing on Asia. I think I'm going to accumulate some players during the offseason if I can add more funds. Um, and I think um, I'll have the knowledge and insight to know a good deal when I see one, regardless of the scarcity, whether it's probably going to be limited or rare, but maybe there's an opportunity for a super rare. And I'll keep focusing on Asia because I know that um, market or region the best. And, you know, whether they're under 23 goalkeepers, I, I have my own a couple, um, whether they're injured players, whether they're players that could get a move, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I think I'll just focus on them primarily rather than, um, I, I think it's just good to be an expert in one area rather than just like spreading my knowledge all over the place. Cause I don't really have the time to do that. I, I don't mm-hmm. think, and I don't think it's necessary with so rare and I can have a lot of success from a monetary perspective. I think doing that, that's, that's what my strategy is probably for the foreseeable. I mean, definitely could change. That's the thing with so rare. Like it's, it's always changing, but that's mm-hmm. my plan at the moment. Yeah, that and that is the hard thing, right? So often there's just like, you know, for example, the second division Europe, like, all right, we're going to introduce a whole new league and we introduced, you know, four second divisions and this is going to be really popular. Everyone's going to love us for this. Not, um, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, is it time to recess? Maybe do I approach that? It's, it's so hard to to just go, all right, this is going to be my strategy. Um, and because we don't have like clarity on, uh, rewards longer than like what two three game weeks out we don't have clarity on the exact number of leagues that are going to be like you know in the game like what level are they going to go to are we going to get um in fifth tier Wrexham <laughs> who might might be fourth tier have you seen that documentary by the way the welcome no. to Wrexham no I haven't on uh Disney oh mate I just got to give a brief plug for that um do, do you know the story no. you know, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKinley um took over Wrexham do you not remember Mate, reading that n- no no you did not hear about that no Mate, you've been living under you've been living under a blooming rock with the um the, the play sharper guys <laughs> <laughs> um anyway the yes yeah, so they they took over Wrexham about a year and a half ago um in the Vanarama National League fifth tier um and you know the doc- documentary just um it's like sun until i die very similar sports documentary um you know looking at the, the background to it I, I found actually ryan reynolds a bit too forced like he's just trying to too hard to be funny um and but anyway the the documentary itself was fascinating and just like you know, getting to know some of the people behind it um but yeah i found myself kind of rooting for for Exum. and that's classic they've got like tiktok as a sponsor and then the fifth tier just because of their, their ownership um but you know at what um at what stage you know does like, where, where does the the coverage within so rare end um like will petoni thirds <laughs> be covered in so rare? <laughs> I, I doubt it that'd be pretty funny though how good would that be 
just like have your local club in there. Just turn That's up. the dream, bro. Let's go, you know, agree with the opposition. So uh, if you let me score a hat trick today, I'll uh, give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> but actually, at what level like of competition does match fixing like become a reality? You know, of like an issue with so, you know, something like so rare because of the potential monetary gain. You know, like and the, the sort of low level of scrutiny. You know, like with a, with a low level league. But something I actually was thinking about the other day. This, this is a massive tangent from what we were talking about, but uh, I just this, this thought it thought it'd be interesting. Um, do you think that there will ever be a card on Surrey that will go for more than the player's value, real life value? Like, has it uh, happened? I, I, oh. Um, I don't think so. I don't think that's like because well with the current market i don't think so because from my understanding like unique cards right let's let's think of unique cards i I don't think um any like if you think of league two sorry the second divisions in the european leagues right Mm -hmm. i can't see a really 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 expensive unique card coming from any of them because like it's super risky because they could just easily get a move to the the tier above, maybe they're older. I don't know. So, I think there's there's a couple of guys in there that are going to have some very pricey, um, rare cards and uh, I would, unique I would, cards rather. I mean, I presume that any player in there anyway is probably valued at a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm a, I could be a bit off and in, in that, but um, and I I can't see a unique card in the second division in Europe selling for more than a hundred thousand dollars. I think from from the history of the unique sales i think joel am i right and in like say you know korea and japan which i'm pretty familiar with the leagues there you know the average player would be valued over a hundred thousand dollars and i don't think there would be a single unique sale in asia in the asian region for more than that anyway so it sounds very unlikely to me based off the previous um auctions and sales i just realized um jonathan vieira He's one of the best um, second division players. Plays yeah. for Las Palmas. His yeah, unique I was, was auction off um, for six thousand four hundred. And was that been, his unique? Yeah, it's been relisted at like forty two thousand. <laughs> yeah, see, like that's what I mean. Like he mm. he's the best player in, um, yeah. like what well, maybe not the best, but up there anyway. You know, he's n- not even close to. He'd be worth a lot more than that, obviously. I'm really surprised that they didn't get more bids. They didn't go for more than four point eight. Like that is a card that will that will win rewards in the unique tier. Um, I mean, look at the scores. It's like lots of eighties, nineties, see of high seventies. Is he quite old, that dude? I think he's like thirty-two. Oh, okay. I mean, he could carve it up for another two years, three years, even in that league. Yeah, if he's dominating as much as he is, I mean, the thing is, I guess Las Barbas they could well actually just get promoted. They look like the favourites for it, but yeah, I, I I suspect there could be a player that could maybe like have had a transfer at a price that, and then like they have a killer season, and obviously the value would go up, but like the card goes for more than what their transfer was. Like a young player, I think, is probably the the most likely 
where you could see it happen. Like they get bored by, I don't know, some like move from like one second division team to another or something for like, you know, 30,000 or whatever. And then they just absolutely crush it. And I like a generational talent, um, you know, just, I don't know, complete rise to start and they go for the unique card goes for, for more than the, um, than the transfer fee. But yeah, it would it'd be, have to be like pretty specific set of conditions for it to, to be the case. Um, Anyway, we, we, how did we get on the standard? <laughs> um, I don't know. You you said it was a, a complete massive tangent, so I'm not too sure actually. <laughs> not too sure. <laughs> well, like for me, in terms of uh, like my strategy going forward, I think I've just been approaching Surya um, increasingly from a data driven point of view. And I guess using the Patreon, well, using the data and putting on Patreon um, to highlight players that have run of like three to five games that are good based on the opposition, uh, like quality, where they're ranked on the table, form at home, form away, et cetera. Use those players in, for like a couple of game weeks in Serie and then look to flip them off when they've had a few good game weeks. Um and I think that you can actually play so rare that way without knowing a hell of a lot about each individual team. If you're picking players that are regular starters, you are and you you own enough of them that it's just like a, a diversification thing. And if one or two like don't pan out, well, they don't pan out, you know. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting playing it more from that point of view. I actually think it has been working quite well. Like particularly like the La Liga two player pickups have for the most part been very good, very profitable. Um, partly I think it's people realizing that they're on during the World Cup, but I think I'll probably continue to hold them till around the World Cup and then sell them and probably do similar. I'll um, pick up some you know rare super rares from Asia players in off season. I think that's a pretty no brainer way to play the game as well. It's similar to like the under twenty three goalkeeper kind of buy and hold strategy. Um, because people are impatient. We know that you know, we're impatient. We play Syria. I mean, how many times have you just like gone, you know, I need a, you know, a guy for this game week. I've got a great specialist team. I just need another under 40 player or whatever, you know, go out and buy that guy instantly, you know, 10 minutes to go until deadline. Yeah. Surely you've done that. Absolutely, mate. Because yeah. I, f- I feel like generally if I'm going to make an impulsive purchase or like for, add some additions to my team, pretty last minute they'll probably be like under 20 dollars right and the potential upside of having a successful team mm. you know like say the worst outcome right let's say i buy a play for like 15 dollars for a specialist team he probably like let's say he like half in value went down to seven dollars right I'm, I'm paying seven dollars um for i don't know I, I, it's hard to calculate what the likelihood would be of me winning a decent reward but if it's a decent team and that's and i have conviction in the team I feel like that seven dollar entry could be worth it, you know. I think I think you just kind of got to evaluate that risk reward. Um, yeah, it's like a. I, I guess the, the upside is like winning someone like Kimmich. Yeah, it could be or Staria. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be that that crazy, but like it's ten eighth, nine and a half, twelve grand, four and a half grand. But yeah, just kind of evaluating that risk reward, like. Um, 
as I, as I was saying, yeah. Mm. And so, anyway, back back to you know strategy. I think because of that, like need for immediacy, the impatience, the like I've got to get this guy. You know, when it comes to a season finishing, it's like oh, who cares about that league? Three months of the year, <laughs> you know, especially if you're like used to submitting two lineups a week. I mean, I mean, how long does a blooming international break feel like? And you know, when you're playing so rare, let alone you know off season. Um, so. Yeah, I think, look, even if you don't like smash it out of the park with your picks and don't pick up, you know, play Asia players, for example, America's players, MLS would be the same story. You know, if you don't pick up, um, you know, the absolute best bargains for next season, it still probably isn't going to matter that much. Like, just kind of just pick up just about anyone that does end up playing next season. You're going to be making profit because you're being essentially paid for your patience. Do you think that in the offseason that you might consider picking up MLS players or are you just going to go pure Asia? I think for the moment um, it will be Asia just because my knowledge of MLS isn't amazing. Um, But my perspective definitely could change. But Asia is where I'm thinking I'm going to be making my purchases from <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah on the topic of asia a league do you think the a league is going to get covered i wouldn't hope so i mean yeah i i um have picked up quite a few a league players um just because I've, I've heard all the rumors and speculation and um people and yourself joel saying that there's a decent possibility that's on the way um I honestly don't know exactly how and why, to be honest, but, you know, uh, I know that previously there has been speculation and rumors of certain leagues and teams coming and they all have come, come um, mm-hmm. from, from memory. So yeah, I heard, I heard it's pretty much on the way and um, that was good enough for me to, to make a couple of purchases. I hope it's on the way. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of making me a little bit worried that I think some of um, my A-League uh, purchases have gone down in price so I, I don't know what the update is I do remember picking them up maybe two weeks ago or so now um, but yeah do you have an update on that Joel the, the A-League no, uh, no I... answer your question to be honest you, you did ask me Um, I do think it'll be covered I don't know yeah. if it'll be soon but I do think it will be yeah I I haven't had any update um, I thought it was interesting that there was a, just like a flurry there of um, people that um you know, messaged me like asking like, oh, do you know something? Because I'd seen that I'd bought a like a bunch of A-League players. And then, you know, you were buying some, another guy that uh that I know was buying some, and there were others out there as well. Um because apparently I was reading Twitter, apparently it's in the API stuff around A-League, and every time that's that's appeared in the API, basically that league has gone on to be covered, is my understanding. Um so yeah, anyway, I'm, st- I'm still going to hold those guys. Um, we'll see. Fingers crossed they do because um, that rear keeper I picked up will be an absolute killer of a, of a buyer. <laughs> Going from 0.06 or whatever I paid for him for, to probably 0.6. Um, but yeah, I hope it doesn't take forever because it's, you know, it's not a particularly long league. Like there's only 26 match days and then you've got 
playoffs. So, um, you know, the utility is not quite like the championship in England, which you got, you know, almost double number of games. Um, I was just looking because we, because game one has just finished. Melbourne City 2 1 over Western United. Um, I was just looking on Google and looking through the timeline. And do you remember that guy, Leo Lacroix from Western United? He was like a, he was scoring like really well because the scores obviously were coming up in Surrey. Oh, you mean the Virgil van Dijk yeah. of the A League? Yeah, the Virgil van Dijk of the A League. That's right. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> he he scored an own goal tonight. <laughs> and, oh, did uh, he? Yeah, and had a yellow card. And I was looking, and I don't know where Google draw the images from, but they've got like some grand white, like some black and white photo of some random like old dude and like ski goals for, for Leo Lacroix. <laughs> it must be some like, old skier or something. Also called Leo Lacroix. It's funny. Um, yeah, I was wondering. Wanted to see whether the Melbourne City guys be picked up. Um, we're playing. Looks like Barisha, Valen Barisha is playing. Um, but I didn't see um, Van Ven. He was on the bench. Bit mm. of a bit of a bummer. But I mean, it'd be so cool having the early covered. Go, you know, actually go to a Wellington Phoenix game. Our local team. Actually playing tomorrow, three o'clock. Yeah, I heard that as well. Um. It'd be so cool, you know, see Yan Sass, who will be Yan Sassy, whatever it's pronounced, Sasser. We'll um, find out tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. See him play. He's going to be the, the star of that team. Um, I reckon he's going to he's gonna be a beast. Um, a whopping 17 minutes for American Monero over the past year. Probably good still, enough for the Phoenix. Yeah, good enough for the Phoenix, mate. It's gonna be better than better than any home homegrown talent. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jack, I'm I'm shattered from talking about Surya. Likewise, mate. Who invented the stupid game? <laughs> the stupid addictive game. Stuff you Nicholas. <laughs> Yeah, some French lad probably in his in his bedroom, maybe. Do you reckon? Probably, probably in his ba- mum's basement. Yeah, that's where all the good entrepreneurial stories start. Eh? Or uh, internet weirdos. You're not an internet weirdo, are you, Jack? I have. Well, I, I am doing a, a podcast at, at midnight <laughs> talking about so rare. So it's true. Does that make us an internet weirdo? That's not weird. So it's all good. Yeah, and you're not really in a basement. You're in the garage. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. Right. Thanks for having my back on that one, Joel. Yeah, we're normal people. Yeah. All right. Well, that's us for episode 26 of So Regrind. Go and sign up on the Patreon. Have a look. We send out a light um, version of the news every week as well. So that's posted to the Patreon for people to view publicly. So go on, flip and have a look. Hit it here first. All right. That's us for uh, episode 26. Later. Thank you.